right, if you would take your Bible and turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. If you need a Bible, we have a few in the back. Just raise your hand. We will love to bring you a copy of the Scriptures to follow along with us. If you have uh, your Bible on an electronic device, an uh, app, or an iPhone, or an iPad, feel the freedom to open up that app to Matthew 7. Our reading begins at verse 15. We'll go down through verse 20. We've been in a verse-by-verse journey through the Gospel of Matthew, and we are in the last part of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 7, verse 15. Everybody ready for the Scripture? Follow along with me. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. On November 18, 1978, Congressman Leo Ryan and a group of reporters and defectors were gunned down as they boarded planes on an airstrip. The report that followed is etched in the minds of America his- American history. Bodies everywhere. Seemingly uh, too many to count. Innumerable heaps of the dead was the report. Before he orchestrated the murder of more than 900 men, women, and children in the jungles of Guyana, Jim Jones was commendable, credible, and even admirable. Lawyers, bankers, blue-collar workers, housewives, They all joined the people's temple hoping to change the world. And for a while, they did. Until Jones changed them. His profile is just as perverted as his doctrine. He was a pastor in Indianapolis and spent a great deal of time in the early days as a civil rights activist. He made civil rights the cornerstone of his preaching. He reached out to black congregations in the 1950s in a way that few whites had done. He marched. 
He protested. And he used his influence to leverage white business owners to serve black patrons. He and his wife, Marceline, adopted the concept of a multiracial family long before it was popular. He was a tireless advocate for the poor. A brilliant orator. But inside this Pied Piper of socio-economic promise was a false prophet of the first rank. Jones thought of himself as God on earth. The real Christ of God, he preached, existed as a mind or spirit that could choose a host body, becoming an earth god, capable of bestowing immediate blessings on the living. The narrow gate, which leads to the narrow way of the Lord Jesus Christ, does not stop the proliferation of false prophets seeking to seduce the unsuspecting. Thus the theme of our text today, how to recognize a false prophet. How do you recognize one? The connection between this passage and the preceding one is striking. From the challenge that Jesus gave of the golden rule in chapter 7 verse 12, to the command to enter by the narrow gate, Jesus invites those who heard him on that day to make a radical choice. His invitation is the same for us. You must make a radical choice to follow him. To be a Christian calls for a sold out, full surrender to the person, work, and word of the Lord Jesus Christ. The stakes are very high, so we must choose wisely. For to choose the easy, popular, and wide gate requires no sacrifice. It requires no repentance, but you will find that in the end of that way, there is destruction. Hell. However, Jesus calls us to enter the narrow gate, to walk along the narrow way, and the narrow way is not easy. It is difficult, it is lonely, it is costly. It involves resigning from the employment of sin. For as the songwriter put it, for thee all the follies of sin I resign. In order to follow Jesus, it involves suffering. In order to follow Christ, it involves hardship, denying yourself, uh, stepping back and turning your back and breaking with the world. It involves loving your enemies, dropping your pride, taking up your cross. It involves following Jesus for the, the rest of the days of your life. 
There's no vacation. There's no holiday. And the companions are few. But in the end, there is eternal life. In the end, there is heaven. In the end, there is the blessing and joy of God. Which road are you on this morning? Have you chosen the narrow way? I love the answer of my little friend in the back. She answers just like real believers ought to answer quickly. Yes, she said, my dear friend Olivia. Warren Rearsby, the um, former pastor of the Moody Church in Chicago, says that there are two tests. Two tests that you could apply to see if you're on the narrow road. This is all by way of introduction, but we need to start here. First, test number one, did your profession of faith cost you anything? If not, then it was not a true profession of faith. Test number two, did your decision for Christ change your life? Or are you basically the same person you were before you just picked up a little religion? Did it change your life? False prophets who teach false doctrine can only produce a false righteousness. The results of their ministry is false. It cannot last. False prophets magnify themselves, not Jesus Christ. Their purpose is to exploit people, not exalt the Lord. And the person who believes false doctrine and follows a false prophet will never ever experience a changed life. Unfortunately, some people never realize this until it's too late. False prophets are nothing new. For as long as God has had true messengers, Satan has had false ones. False prophets always find a hearing and are often encouraged by those who are displeased with God's ways. From time to time I hear about people saying how much they don't like God's ways and how much they are frustrated with God's ways. That is never okay. God's ways are righteous. God's ways are holy. God's ways are true. And the person who is displeased with God's ways finds themselves in a very vulnerable situation. When Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives shortly before the last Passover week, his disciples asked him, Tell us, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, saying, See to it, Matthew 24, See to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. Matthew 24, 24, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders 
so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. John warned us against the same problem, 2 John chapter 2, verse 7. Paul warned the Roman believers of the same thing, Romans chapter 16, verses 16 and 17. 1 Timothy 4, 1. Peter warned of the same thing, 2 Peter 2, 1. What we're going to learn in this text is this, in a nutshell. Jesus is teaching us, watch out for them. In other words, we need to have our eyes open. He's going to teach us that we need to be able to look through them. In other words, we need to have biblical lenses on so that we can see properly. And then he's going to teach us that we need to see beyond them. Watch for them, look through them, and see beyond them. Why? Because we need to see the danger that they pose, not only to our souls, but to all those they influence. If we're able to do this, church, then we're going to grow in our ability to discern, listen now, to discern the true message of God from messages that are like it. And we're going to be able to discern the true servants of God from those who just look like them. Let's begin. We first of all see the danger of false prophets in verses 15 through 18. The danger of false prophets. Would you let your eyes drop to the page and let's pray and ask God to help us. Lord, as we bow our heads in your presence, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, be with my mouth and be with our ears that we might hear clearly your word. And not just hear it clearly, but to respond appropriately to it. Lord, I pray that the solemnity of this word would so capture our hearts that we would be sobered by your truth. Help us with any distractions of the flesh or the world and the devil. And we'll be very careful to give you all the praise and glory. 